Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's the middle of the night and I am on my excursion with my family <laughs> and I wanted to give a, an update. Wanted to give an update. So it's been, it's been generally very good. Um, it's been generally very good. And I, um, but what I wanted to talk about is, you know, kind of this concept of why I think that monks like go away to kind of meditate and just like why they sort of live this separatist life <laughs> although it, it does come to mind to me that even if you were a monk living a separatist life, you would still be challenged in this area. But it is, it is, it's one thing to, to stay in your little bubble, stay in your bubble, like And be able to, um, it's sort of why we go on a retreat, right? Like, having this opportunity to, like, go on a retreat and, and you, and you go into this, sort of this, this, like, literally this bubble, and you're able to tune in your vibration, and find your tune your vibration to a pretty steady place without adding a lot of stimuli that are going to bump you out and so and so then we are challenged then we go out and we are interacting with the world and we are challenged. We're challenged in so many ways um, because you're, first of all, your, your bubbles burst and so you're, you're not, and then you're like bumping up against all of these different energetic waves. So basically, what ends up happening is, and like even when I'm in certain groups of people, <clears throat> when I'm around and I'm in certain groups of people, I, I've, I'm, their energy, you know, affects me. And it is so great to get to a place where it wouldn't. It would be amazing to get to a place where 
other people's energy would never affect me. It would never bump me out. Practice place of staying on a, as Abraham Hicks would call it, a high flying disc and never be bumped out of your high flying disc. And um, I'm thinking about how last night, <laughs> one of my, um, so we're basically staying in a, in a cabin in the forest. And this absolutely, it's a beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful place. And, and um, last night at about this time, my, my great nephew came into my room just randomly. <laughs> he just walks in. And I never really got down to the why he was just kind of wandering. Because it's a pretty big cabin. So between where he's sleeping and where I am is quite a distance. <laughs> Rooms and flights of stairs to get in here. Um, but anyway, so I was just thinking about that. I was distracted. Um, and so that is the challenge. That is the challenge for those of us who are, are, you know, it's basically, I really feel like that is my, the purpose of my life. The purpose of my life is to have, to be able to stay in a vibrational wavelength that would would actually have other people be at a wavelength of the possibility of us being at peace as a as a humanity and it's like some people want to laugh people want to laugh at me generally i think you know, because that was, that was one of the things that has been happening since I've been here. And what I had alluded to in my previous podcast um, was, it was sort of, it was, it was really, really challenging for me last year or two years ago, the summer of 2018, to have literally no one no one. I was going through some kind of a spiritual change, a spiritual awakening, a spiritual enlightening, some kind of something, a change of paradigm. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't know if I was dead, if I was in a coma and didn't know it, if I, I, was dead, if I was alive, if I was crazy, or if I was having a significant God experience, I didn't. 
I, I had an idea that I was having a God experience, but here's the thing you have to, if you were really a, a scientist in some way, if you were a seeker of a sense of truth, you have to open your mind to the fact, yeah, it is a possibility that I could, could be completely nuts. Because I come up with with so many theories that are just so off the wall. And the strange thing is, is that a lot of times I come up with these theories and then, then I, the idea actually comes to me. Like, for example, I had said to a friend of mine that the last person that I was married to like my last relationship that love relationship it seemed like we were going in the opposite direction in time it did it seemed like like my timeline was going forward and his was going backwards or his was going backwards and mine was going forward I mean it was the weirdest thing and um and and then I found an article where that talked about time going backwards, and I realized that that is a possibility. And when that happens, it's really, really cool for me personally because I come up with some pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> I really do like stuff just comes to me that is so off the wall I'm like could that be real I just get these impressions I call them impressions I get these impressions but see I have to also um, understand that I I could be wrong I mean I could say something that is just completely so off the wall There, there's this other thing that really has been coming to the forefront on this on this particular trip that I'm taking with my family, and that is that the world is just in chaos, but especially the United States. <clears throat> um, I've been talking about this Epstein business. And it turns out that it is so, such, it's like the tip of the iceberg. It's the tip of the iceberg as to the, the gravity of what is happening. And and being able to change my my deep held thoughts about people that I have you know admired like for example Tom Hanks I'm sorry I'm name dropping but it's just true Tom Hanks somebody that I had over the years really admired I mean the guy was in like when Harry met or um, he was in You've got mail. He was in 
so many movies that were just so amazing. And, but he was also in this movie called Big. And I actually didn't like that movie. I remember when I saw it, I thought it was a weird movie. I thought it was a really weird movie. Um, but so there's implications that he's part of this sex trafficking ring that he was part of this this stuff um, there's implications that Ellen was part of it I don't know if she is but Ellen DeGeneres who I, I mean I've been watching her from the very beginning of her career, well, maybe not the beginning, but, um, and I was really faithful to her in her, and Ellen on, on the television show, her, before her, her reality show, like her talk show, she was, she had a show on TV, a, a 30 minute sitcom once a week. And um, and I, I'm just sitting and I'm. And and and, and actually, if these things are true, they're really horrible. You know, there's there's a lot of people on this list. The Z list. Of people who are involved in really dark, horrible things. And, and so I'm having to question my perception of people. You know, I was thinking about this, like, I've never said that I am any kind of psychic. I've never, I've never questioned, except I, I have some kind of weird empathic, like, sometimes I can tell stuff is off. And I would have not thought anything was off with Ellen or Tom Hanks. And there's been these implications that a lot of these people who have ousted themselves, you know, were actually murdered. Like, including, um, uh, Gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, but, and he, I mean, they were talking about Kate Spade. It not being a suicide. She was actually murdered. And I've done, I've done YouTubes about her. And so, I, I'm just like, I'm in shock. I'm like, and so... We, and it's really, really, really horrible. So the state of the world right now is just crazy. I've talked about, I did a, a, um, a YouTube about the last David Icke, Brian Rose interview about the masks and the vaccine and the way 
that the world is going at the moment. And, and it's just so confusing. It's really, really, really something to, um, so it was, it was a bit of the same, except there are predictions that these quarantines and the mask wearing and the vaccinations are going to get worse. And, and there's going to be this, this trust stamp that has already been rolled out in parts of Africa, which like my son was talking to me because my son has been really, really involved in this in, in his own self, has been really involved in, in just standing firm and not acquiescing. And every day he's like following David Icke and <laughs> other people he's just you know and and so he he um is coming to me with more things but he was like mom and I he was talking about this trust stamp and I was like and it was in this movie maybe not the trust stamp but the idea was in the constant gardener was a really beautiful movie with Ralph Fiennes and and um, <laughs> names are like really eluding me right now I'm so sorry I can't keep up but that's a really really great movie about this where they do they do these trials in these places in Africa where they dupe people into into having these vaccines and so they're doing these trials and these th these literal these stamps with supposedly these tracking systems i think this one came out from a dr batar he's like really spreading the word on this thing and so and so getting the world immunized against this vaccine and and I've been using the the term the Trojan horse of of control a full stop control of every aspect of our lives and how do you how do you follow 7 billion people well First of all, it doesn't have to be a single person, but a computer can. A computer can track seven billion people. And so, so, and we acquiesce, as David Icke would say, so we acquiesce to the masks you know, and then if you don't, I mean, I see all over my Twitter feed, for some reason, 
I, I don't want to digress. So let me try to stay on this topic. So on my Twitter feed, I have a number of people who are consistently putting videos up about people who are standing in descent of these masks and then basically demonizing them. So last night I had watched this one where this woman was at the DMV with her her boyfriend or her husband and he was wearing a mask and she wasn't and there was a person who was really upset with her and he was he was these people were like yelling at her they were like you're you're affecting my health but you're not wearing a mask And so anybody who is in dissent, it's like, it's like, um, like you're not following the rules and you're killing people. So we're policing each other. It's like the police don't have to do anything because our fellow citizens will stand up and police for us. Not to say that the police aren't doing anything because I guess there's been somebody who's been arrested for not wearing a mask in our country, in the U.S. And I know, pardon my God, but I know that um, months ago, um, David, I could put up something, a video about this lady who, I'm assuming she was arrested in the U.K. for just sitting on a bench. She was sitting on a bench watching the sunset by herself. No one was around her during the quarantine. You could only be out for like one air in a day. And, and um, it just hit me, this um, idea that the pressing hard on these countries where it's going to be harder to control people like the UK because you have like this this um, metropolitan people of a lot of education and different diversity and they may be harder to control so harder hitting those communities starting um, but anyway so it's not just here it's not just here that people are being arrested for non-compliance these are really crazy times and and it is really challenging for me um so I said in my last in my last video that I I I mean my last podcast that I I am politically and and I I'm a follower of Jesus but I would not necessarily call myself a classical Christian I, I'm not because if I call myself that then I am lumped in to a certain ideology that I do not share with Christianity. I don't share that ideology. And so, and so, but I would 
more closely align with the teachings of Christ as any other religion on the planet. But I also, I'm, I'm, I'm like so much more broad than that, than any one religion. Because I'm talking about the God, the, the creator of all religion, of, of like the, the Godhead, the, the, the creator of existence, who is the creator of all throughout eternity. And so that cannot be just one religion. And I'm not just I'm not saying just one religion because I think I I I find that the teachings that Jesus had talked about were true. But I and I don't resonate as much with other religions, but I I'm I'm so so my so my teachings are, are are much broader or like what I'm trying to teach, like what I'm trying to um, espouse, teach, I don't know, resonate with is bigger than Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, whatever, all these different religions, it's bigger than all of them because it is, it encompasses all of them. And so, and so I'm here with people who have a certain ideology and and it is very challenging for me um, and when I share things that I'm seeing it's constantly basically a different perspective is continuously put, put up to me and I'm willing to listen to that but it doesn't take away the fact that what I saw was, or what I witnessed in the video, and I know it's a small snippet, but I saw this video of this little girl. She was about maybe 16, and she had blonde hair down to her rear end. And I saw her walking along. I didn't hear what she said, but I saw her walking along, and then I saw police officers pulling on her pushing her to the ground and the next thing I know they are literally she is face down on concrete with police knees on her back in utter brutality and another thing that I saw I didn't see what happened before I didn't see it I only saw what was happening in that moment. I saw a, a gentleman who was on the ground and these, these police officers with batons. And um, I didn't know what kind of police they were, were walking and they knocked him down. They were beating him with batons. He was laying in a fetal position when a second group of these police officers just beat him as they walked by. And then marked police came, pulled the guy 
and got him out of the road and left him, left this person. I mean, this is just what I'm seeing. Um, and, and like I, and so there's a lot that I don't know, but where is, is, is my family member getting his information? Where is he getting his information? Because all of our information is filtered. You know, and it dawns on me that if, if we're going to go this far, so how about the innocence of a, of a child who is, who is kidnapped into sex, the sex industry, the sex and torture and murder industry? Where is the child's culpability in it? Where is the other side of that coin? Is there ever somebody who is innocent, who finds themselves tortured and murdered, and that would be Jesus? So yes, there are times where somebody, no fault of their own, ends up in an atrocious situation. It's not always that it's, there's equal culpability in something. So what, what is happening right now is, is that you have, um, you have a different set of lenses looking at a situation, looking at a person. And trying to say that that they have equal culpability in something, and and I talk about how we are not victims of our life; that we can, we have the power to change our life. We have the power to change our life, and so, and so. I'm I'm in this very very weird situation, so I'm I'm with people in my life who are very close to me, who have a completely different lens that they look at life at, and I'm willing to listen to their perspective, to a degree. Because these are people who will defend Donald Trump. Will defend him believe he is is a good president and at this point I, I I really believe that it is part it is only being a Republican I think that it is bipartisan politics at this point and, and you know this was another phenomenon that I found really interesting was that I don't remember people really talking about politics like they do today as I was growing up. I remember being involved in politics in my own mind and like being involved in when I was young I was a a I was definitely pretty democratic in my early 20s 
Um, I was great, raised in a very, very conservative Catholic home, so we were we were Republicans. And if you think about the switch on that, because um, you look at the Kennedys, a lot of Catholics were Democrats. And then along came the topic of abortion. And they rallied and, and pulled the Catholics and the Christians to becoming Republicans, including myself. Because one of the reasons why I would not become a Democrat, even though I probably aligned with their values more so than conservatives, is because of the idea of abortion. Like, it was sort of like save the whales, screw the babies. I mean, literally. But when I when I came along, if you go and you have all of these points, except for that one, and so you're willing to stick with a party because of all of these, because of that point alone, and then you've got, it's 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 almost insanity. But it was. So I was a, a, a conservative for many, many years. I mean, on the, on the lines of abortion, probably that topic alone. And then 9-11 happened and George Bush as president, he actually came to the town that I live in. So weird, two, two presidential candidates had come to the, around the town that I live in. Um, and I remember seeing it, and I was, I'm, I'm sorry, um, President Bush, but I was quite unimpressed. <laughs> I was not impressed with him. And I remember my friends were like, well, aren't you going to vote for Bush? And, and I just got really quiet. And I'm going to admit to something that I, I don't normally admit to, but I did not vote in that election. I did not. Because I wasn't crazy about Al Gore. Sorry, Al Gore. I wasn't really crazy about him, so I didn't vote for him. I did not vote in that election. Um, but it was it was during his um, administration that I changed to the Democratic Party. I crossed party lines because I didn't. I watched shock and awe. I, I was I had a baby during shock and awe that turned into Iraqi freedom. So we went over and we bombed these people and then we tried to shove an ideology down their throat, supposedly all just bogus politics. And so I I changed lines and so and this and you know the state of Arizona, the 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 state that I live in, the you know it's a very very conservative place. Um, so so being able to to like listen to a different point of view and consider it is what I'm talking about. Being able to listen to a different point of view and just consider it as an idea and respect it 
consider it as an idea. Not even to accept it as an idea, but, you know, that's a perspective. That's an idea out of many. Um, and so basically, that's what's happening. That, and also, I feel like my... Um, my vibration like or my my own vibration is just it just gets off and I also just forget I, for, I sort of forget I, I, I fall into this role of who I it's sort of the past I, I fall into this role of who I was actually forced to be in order to be in the home I grew up in. In order for me to survive, I had to, I had to take on these, this certain way of being in order to survive. And so I, and so I fall back into that, um, that role and I'm no longer that person. I'm no longer that person. And so it is, it is challenging. <laughs> it can be. It can be quite challenging. Um, and so we get tested just through life. And, and, and I have to say that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite in a quandary in a sense that when I had this experience that I'm going to say again, I've said this over and over and over again, but it was very, very, very similar to that of David Icke, who my family, a person in my family called a complete cr crackpot as in David Icke, you know, and I, and I, and I pointed out, yes, um, he has been called that over and over again, because that's what we do. That's what we do to people who, who think outside the box, who consider possibilities that are not quite normal who have paranormal experiences, they're just crazy. It's easier to call them crazy than to consider, to consider that their point of view. I was listening to Coast to Coast. I was, I was at work on Thursday in my paying gig right now, and I, I'm there and I'm listening to coast to coast like over like all these different other shows and he was talking about exorcisms and they were talking about ufos and um and spells and and um and curses and i just like this is stuff is just fascinating to me but a lot of these people were once called completely crazy they were called crazy and so, and then, and then, and, and so, um, and so me, um, having this experience and, 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 and feeling this aloneness, 
and me being what I perceived to be considered crazy by including my family. It was my family, my friends, my community. She is just completely nuts because I think differently. I think differently. I perceive information differently. I perceive the world differently. I, I see things in a completely, like a really, like seemingly weird way. And so, and so I, and so that has been challenging for me because I, you know, like my book, I had, I had had my sister actually read my book. She's the only person in my family that I had read my book. And the feedback that I got from her was just emojis. She didn't say one word. And at the time, I thought, I, I was really pleased with that. At least she didn't say, this book is crap. This book is ridiculous. This book is, you know, she didn't say anything like that. But she just sent me emojis. And it, and it dawned on me later, the placation of that. She was just simply placating me. She was placating me because she couldn't say the words, I, your book is completely out of my belief system. And, and I cannot accept it as any, even a possibility. She couldn't say that to me. But she also has not recognized the fact that I am a writer, that I had an experience, that I, I had an experience to write about that was, was really out of the norm. It was the paranormal. It was, it was incredible. And so we, so we, we sort of go into this pretend and acting mode. And so, and I find it really challenging to, to play this role. And, and I, I don't know that I actually can be in this with my family and not, not be put to stay in my vibration. It really would be a, a challenge that I don't know that I, I mean, it's much better than it was before, but and so that's where it's at. And, and, and the interesting part is one, one nice thing is, is that my family, the conservatives, um, Trump fans, honestly, they, 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 they think he's, they, they have things to say about them, but they, they are in his corner. They are in his corner. And so, and so they, you know, I would call them like Trump fans, um, is that they are anti, they are, they, they are in agreement with me that this virus, this so-called deadly virus is 
there may be a virus, but it is not what they're saying it is. It may be the same as your as the flu that comes every year or a different strain of the flu, but it is not what they are saying. It is not the hype where everyone needs to be in quarantine, where businesses need to go under, where everyone needs to be wearing masks when they go out of, of compliance, of, of hush to cover your mouth, where children are growing up in a really scary place and they're having to wear masks. It seems like the liberals, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm using these broad terms, but it seems like the liberals have bought into this, have bought into this hook, line, and sinker. So at least I have that in common with my family. We've spent a really long amount of time talking about how crazy the world has gotten. And, and, and according to Dr. Batar, and according to um, uh, David Icke, it's going to get worse. That these rollouts, I mean, it's important that they give us a little freedom, pull it back. Give us a little freedom, pull it back. But they're in control. They're the puppet masters, and we're the puppets. We're the sheep they're trying to herd into, basically, to the slaughter. Basically, to the slaughter. Because I, we don't want to live in that kind of world. We don't want to live in the way the Chinese are being forced to live. And perhaps we have been for many years. Perhaps everything is just, I mean, I know that everything to some degree is just a dream. But somehow we have collectively dreamed this up or accepted this as a reality. Like some people have said, this is the new normal. And I refuse to say that. That will not be the new normal. We have to stand up. This is not normal. And so I have this like amazing experience and a couple of years ago I'm changed and then now I don't understand the state of the world because I thought I thought it was supposed to be peace on earth. I thought it was like heaven on earth that we were here for joy. But you see, it's just a different wavelength on the same on the same planet and the same seeming timeline, the same teeming, seeming reality, but on a totally different vibration, getting different information. And so being discerning as to what information we are allowing into ourselves, what people are we allowing around ourselves? How are we, how are we staying in a place so like I had started out this podcast talking about the retreat how do you go out and and diversify in the world and be able to stay loyal and in integrity with your own ideals and see all of this is my business 
in a sense because this is what I do. This is what I do. And see, my family knows, they, they don't know about my YouTubes. And I think my sister might, but she doesn't follow my YouTubes. And so she doesn't know I do podcasts. She doesn't know, like, I have this secret life that they don't know about. But I am talking about this. I am YouTubing about this. And I'm broadcasting that we, more than anything, it is a time for us to tune in to the source of all that is, which is love synonymous with love, synonymous with a light vibration of happiness and joy and freedom. And when we do this, practicing this and practicing this and practicing this and practicing this so that when we go out, we are emanating that energy in the world. And so like, and I, I'm going to end this podcast with this, this image I'm going to try to, to put out there. So we are, we are, and I'm starting to perceive this even more. So we are energy. We, we see people like I'm sitting here and I'm in, an energetic body I'm energy and I'm in this energetic body and and I am emanating a field of energy so yesterday I was I was looking in this group actually I'm part of a Facebook group for Dr. Dispenza and so somebody on, on Dr. Dispenza's group had had um, put this image up, and when we are when we are when our field when our energy field is that of fear, it's fairly small, and it doesn't it doesn't really project out of us very much. It's it's, but when our energy field is in in love. It is, it is expansive. It is, it like shoots up like, like 10 feet around us. It is this really huge, beautiful, the way that they had depicted it in this photo, this really huge, beautiful energy field that is around us. And when we're emanating that in the world, we are that is what is going to bring us into the heaven on earth the experience of that the experience of heaven on earth which I will not give up on <laughs> It's the only reason for us to be here.
People are trying to tell us otherwise, have tried to tell us otherwise for many years, probably since the beginning of, of the awareness of awareness, which is different than just awareness. They've tried to tell us that life is about suffering and lessons and and our addiction. And I've also perceived that too as I've been here. I perceived my own falling into that pattern of this addiction to negativity that I've talked about over and over again. I did this whole like segment in my YouTubes about um, like the juice of life versus like faith in God and our brains being this like antenna that are just like see, looking out for danger, looking out for negativity, seeking you shall find. Seek and ye shall find. And so in our brain, somehow seeking negativity, and of course it and it gets off on the juice of that, but it can just as easily, not, I'm not going to say just as easily because it takes practice and it takes discipline and it takes the bravery to see it. That actually love and peace is as addictive. And the, and, the, the, and the rejection of the things in our life that would keep us away from our love and peace. And so I, I just... And so I'm going to end, I'm going to end this podcast on that. I really appreciate you listening. Um, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.